coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gavkovitz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael Watkins. How are you? I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited about, uh, about Dan Howell. Dan Howell. Yeah, our new coach. I used to work with Dan. Yeah, that's well, that's how we met Dan because you used to work with him, and uh, so he's a former colleague of Dave's. And um, as we expand, we've had to, you know, bring on additional coaches. And Dan, what a find! Um, he's he's a he's like minded, so he's a real cultural fit. Uh, he works tirelessly we have to back him off and so you know I think it's better to have to back someone off than to have to say hey we need to do some work um, so we have to back Dan off he's such a hard worker uh, his only drawback is uh, he does coffee intravenously I mean the dude <laughs> he drink coffee where are you going Dan I'm getting coffee I'm yeah. getting coffee well unbelievable it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon I'm on my 700th cup he drinks coffee, but he uh, he's uh, in great physical shape. I traveled with him here recently, and he made me bring gym shorts. And and then after 30 minutes, I'm done, and he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I know you can take me, but I'm not working out anymore. I mean, so, uh, so it's, it, yeah, what a fine. It's like Richards. Did you guys dress up like Richard Simmons? <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> It really is. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I mean, you know, what a blessing, uh, that, you know, the Lord will bring us uh, a resource like that. And uh, we'll have to get him on a, on a podcast so you guys can meet him. But um, Yeah, I put, a, uh, I put a post. We were fortunate enough to bring on a company in, in California here recently. And uh, he's on the picture on, on LinkedIn. So if you don't know who he is, you can go to, go to one of the things we posted here recently and you'll see. Good deal. So, what are we going to talk about today, Dave? You know, I, with with some of these older gentlemen um, being in shops right now, and kind of the transition between baby boomers and millennials, we're seeing more and more younger people elevate to a management position um, in in these years. And what happens is is the older gentlemen or ladies that have worked there for a while have a hard time answering to someone that's younger. So I thought today we could talk about six tips for dealing with a younger manager. What do you think? I think it's timely. I mean, we certainly are seeing a lot of it. We were down in Louisiana and uh, big shop, a lot of, uh, lot of baby boomers. Um, but the dude who's running it is a, is a millennial, and he's doing a bang-up job of it. He has won them over um, with the exception of a handful. So this, I'm hoping that that handful of, baby boomers are listening to this podcast because it's it's a reality i mean a lot of baby boomers just didn't save the money they were supposed to save or you know who knows why but they're just not ready for retirement so they're gonna have to work a little longer and so they're likely to run into a situation where they're going to have a, a younger manager you're right you're right well what uh, what do you think what do you think the first step of this is what's what's the first tip well, I think um, as a baby boomer, 
Uh, my echo chamber is other baby boomers, and we always talk about how lazy and how irresponsible and how uh, everyone gets a trophy. I mean, you guys know the stories around um, around the millennials, and so uh, we bring those preconceived. There go all the millennial clients right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. <laughs> So we bring those preconceived notions into the business place and um, um, you know you're making all these assumptions and it impacts your uh, your relationship with your with your new millennial manager yeah yeah hundred percent I think uh, I think as you pay attention to working with these younger people I think you take them at face value for what they are let them earn uh, some credibility, earn your trust, um, give them the respect that the position deserves, and and wait and watch watch things unfold. Don't don't come in with a preconceived notion. I, I think if you do, you'll you'll be on the on the blacklist right away. Yeah, I mean, and, and then the flip side of that, Dave, is uh, you know, if you make an effort to get to know somebody, um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's prejudiced, right? You know, people are prejudiced. One person is prejudiced against another. One people group is prejudiced against another people group. But then when you meet someone in that people group one-on-one and get to know them, you're like, you know, wow, I was, this is just a person. It's not a people group. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you can make an effort to get to know your millennial manager, and uh, that he becomes a person and not uh, a demographic. That's right. And uh, and you you'll find out. Wow, you know this is you'll probably find out this is an interesting person, and uh, you you have a lot to share, and they have a lot to share. Yeah, I think uh, it's very important for managers to meet their employees where they're at, and it's really important for employees to meet their manager where they're at. Um, otherwise, you'll talk above them, beside them, below them, and they'll never understand what you're getting at. So it's really important to to get to know that person to where you understand um, what their language is. I mean, you've, you've, seen, you've heard the five language book by, I think it's Gary Smalley wrote mm-hmm. it. Um, <clears throat> it's more about, that's more about marriage, but in that book, it talks a lot about, um, you know, people perceive things differently. So if I say blue car, I'm thinking of a 1982 Oldsmobile Cutlass. You're thinking of a 1972 Porsche that was blue, right? So it's perception. So it's really important to get to know them so you understand what their perception is because the most important thing in dealing with anybody is the communication, understanding their communication style, right? I love it. And you need that context around the communication style. That's right. And I think... That's two. I think the third one's respecting that relationship. If they're your supervisor, right? They're your supervisor. Yeah, and if you're there because, you know, for whatever reason, you're just not ready to retire or you're not able to retire, um, you could get that accelerated if you uh, don't get along with your manager. You might get an opportunity to, you know, go find another opportunity because ultimately that is your boss. Um, but, you know... You, you know, you are the boss's res- or, or the supervisor's responsible for the culture, but so is the individual contributor. And so if you make the environment hostile and difficult for that, uh, that young manager, you're not doing yourself any favors. 
You're not doing the young manager any favor. You're not doing the company any favors. I mean, who are you doing a favor to by uh, disrespecting the relationship? Just You're just not. And, and I can see, even if you're 35 and somebody 22 gets promoted, this, this applies to you. You don't have to be a baby boomer and a millennial. You could be... You can be a millennial and a Gen Y. Um, there are some really bright young people out there that will ascend into positions, and there are owners that will make bad choices in who they put into management roles. Absolutely. So disrespecting that that relationship um, doesn't help anything. You're you're 100 right, Mike. And for those small and medium sized businesses that that uh, a lot of machine shops represent, that young person could be the owners son, the owner's daughter, which is a whole nother level of uh, complexity in the relationship. But, uh, you know, you just have to work through it. You do. I mean, it's, uh, you work, when you go to work, work for what's right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I think you got to be honest about your experience. I mean, if you have a good management team and somebody younger gets promoted, they might have traits you don't have. You might be really good on the machine. You might be really good manufacturing. You might be really good fixing something. That doesn't mean that you're going to be really good at managing other people. And sometimes managing people that manage aren't really good at running the machine or fixing stuff, but they understand people. So it's either you're working on a machine or a process or you're working on people. So you kind of need to be honest about yourself and not say, well, I could do a better job than than that person. Yeah, you know, it's... uh Hey, I'm really good at fixing eight-track tapes. Okay, that's a, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Mike. That's the problem, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you're really good at fixing eight-track tapes, but you can't monetize that in 2022. So I think that's what we see a lot with the baby boomers. I mean, they have some experience with manual machines, and they have experience with, you know, any number of things that uh, were all the rage at some point in time. But when you start talking about technology, um, you know, it's a second language for us. It might be a third language for us as baby boomers. Uh, These young people, they're native. It's it's their native language, and they just are going to uh, engage in it differently. So don't, you know, if you don't understand technology, say you don't understand the technology, can you explain it to me? And um, when you ask a person, to explain something to them to you, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're you're saying I want to listen to what you have to say. Yep. And uh, you're in respect by doing that. Totally, totally. So yeah, being honest about your experience, mm-hmm. um, particularly around technology and so forth, is is uh, is real good. And then, you know, recognizing the upside to the relationship, right? I mean, um, you, you know. This, this person, so I'll tell you, Dave, I had a, uh, uh, a coach, and uh, he was very helpful, and, uh, and he ultimately turned into a mentor for me, and uh, really helpful. But one day he told me that um, he got as much out of our mentor-mentee relationship as I did, and I was like, I don't know how that can be. I mean, you know, you're wise, you're experienced, you're knowledgeable, you're successful. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, uh, times get beyond you. So you tell me, you know, what the latest technology is in cars. Or you tell me um, some of the new 
artist and music, and you tell me uh, technology. You, you know, it's so recognize the upside. You can mentor up, but also um, uh, mentor down. Absolutely, it's uh, every generation brings with it a new set of rules, a new set of technology, a new set of uh, engagement. Right. So, if you're 62 and I'm 40 and my buddy is 27 we all run with different kinds of people and sure. all those different kinds of people are engaged differently right mm, totally um so when you have somebody younger they're going to be able to relate to that age group and and you gotta i mean really in today's labor market you youth begets youth right so you're going to be if you have a younger manager oftentimes they'll attract younger people now there's a lot of development there and it also gives you an opportunity to contribute to that development be a part of the solution there so i there's a lot of upside to it yeah if done right and uh <laughs> you know as a baby boomer man there's really nothing better than being the old dude who uh everyone knows likes respects gets along with i mean the cool old guy the cool old guy that's you mike um, You're the I'm, cool not, guy. I'm not old guy Dave. I'm not old guy Dave. No, really. Yeah, I mean, being the cool, mature guy. Yeah, but still, I mean, I mean, that's the opportunity that's on the table. You can be that, or you can be the, the jerk. And I'm not sure what the upside is in being the jerk. Being a crotchety guy, you're just guaranteed to have stories about you down the road, and none of them are going to be good. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, and we'll take a small segue here. I write really, really sloppy. Um. And a funny note, you know, as I was writing some notes and I was going over some things with Mike and I wrote the word each other um, very sloppily. My mom would not be proud of me. And Mike's like, what's earthers? Yeah. No, what, what Dave left out was he left out a couple of letters as well. So, <laughs> oh, they're there. They're all just smashed together. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so how do you understand each other's work habits, right? What, you know, what's that all about, Dave? Understanding each other's work habits. In today, especially in the last few years, uh, there are people that work in the factory. There are people that work up front. And now there are people that work at home. You might have a, you might have a fractional, you might have a CFO that works from home now. Um, they get all their work done, everything's good, and they don't need to be there. The bills get paid, everything gets entered, the reports are good. And they come in twice a month. You might have a secretary like that. You might have, you might have somebody in in regulations or in legal. You might have a programmer that's not on site all the time. So there are different work habits now, and uh, and just because we chose a career where we have to be at the machine setting it up and turning handles, whatever, doesn't mean everybody has to have that same career, right? We get to come in and see everybody. They just get up and they want to do their work and they want to go. They and then they're still at home, right? So that's that's kind of that's kind of where that's getting at. Yeah, and we, we're also hearing a lot of different. You know, these young people want different um, schedules. And uh, here in Colorado, I mean, when if you're a skier, you want to go skiing during the week because on the weekend people come from all over the world mm -hmm. and the ski lift lines are ridiculous but during the week you just ski up and keep going and um, so if you give a young person uh, a schedule where they work the weekends but have some time off during the week they're all over it and uh, 
So that's another example of mm-hmm. you know, how do you accommodate work habits uh, and, and, and engage and retain really good people. Yeah, the easiest shift for me to for me to staff was the Friday, Saturday, Sunday day shift, 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know, because people are like, hey, I got Monday through Thursday. No one's at the grocery store. No one's in the lift lines. Nobody's hiking. This is I can I can get out there and I can enjoy creation just the way it is. Totally. And totally. so it was it was a big thing. But uh, well, there's your there's your six tips, Mike. I uh, I look at this as just watching generations unfold. Of course, I got a I got a youngster in the industry, and the way I ran places, and the way you run places, and the differences between how people run things. I think it's important for for whether it's up or whether it's down in age. I think it's really good to understand what it's going to take to work with that person. So eventually you're going to have a manager that's younger than you. And when you do, it's really good to make that really beneficial for both you and them and the company. Right on, dude. Right on, Mike. systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.